Hi, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on God's Word chapter by chapter. My name is Brian, and today we are on Acts chapter 4. And today I'll just like to focus on a few verses, and I'll begin with verse 10. Verse 10 says this, Let it be known to you all, and to all the people of Israel, that in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, and whom God has raised from the dead, in this name, this man stands before you in good health. In the beginning of this verse, it says, Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Now let's go to verse 11. Verse 11 says, This is the stone which was considered as nothing by you. Verse 10 says, The name of Jesus Christ. Verse 11 says, This is the stone. So Jesus Christ is the stone. And in verse 12, a popular verse says this, And there is salvation in no other, for neither is there another name under heaven given among men in which we must be saved. So verse 10 is the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Verse 11, it says that this one is the stone. Jesus Christ is the stone. And in verse 12, our stone, Jesus Christ, he is salvation to us, and we can be saved through him. This is amazing. This is bold. Peter was so bold to say this. Let it be known that Jesus Christ, he's the crucified one. He's the resurrected one. He's the ascended one. Let it be known that this one, he's the stone. And in this one, we have salvation. And so what is very impressive to me is that in the Gospels, we have Christ as the King Savior in Matthew. We have Christ as the slave Savior in Mark. We have Christ as the man Savior in Luke. We have Christ as the God Savior in John. And we have Christ as the stone Savior in the book of Acts. This is really precious. This is really critical. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. You know why? Because if you see how Christ was revealed in chapter 3 through Peter's preaching, he was revealed as the healer. But this healer was God's servant. He was the holy one. He was the righteous one, the author of life, the prophet, the seed in which all the nations will be blessed. All six are for our benefit. Now we come to a big item of Christ the stone savior he's the stone savior when we hear the word stone it should take us to god's eternal purpose it should take us to god's economy his plan wow you know the bible reveals that god has an economy that god has a plan he has an arrangement and administration to accomplish something what God intends to accomplish in his economy is to build up his eternal habitation. What is God's eternal habitation? God's eternal habitation is the blending, you can say, of himself with man or the mingling of God with humanity. Neither heaven nor earth is God's habitation for his satisfaction. Nothing other than the mingling of God with man is qualified to be God's dwelling place. And so in John 1.14, we see that the word became flesh 
and tabernacled among us. This word refers to the incarnation, the word which is God in John 1.1. 1, 1. This is the word was with God and the word was God. This word became flesh and tabernacled among us. The word tabernacle in this verse is rich in its significance. It signifies that the incarnated one is the very mingling of God and man. Jesus, he's God and man. This mingling is God's tabernacle where God can dwell. Now in John 14, 23, the Lord Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make an abode with him. Here we see that the son and the father will come to the one who loves the Lord Jesus and make an abode with that one. Then in John 15, 4, the Lord goes on to say, Abide in me and I in you. Here the Lord indicates that he may become our abode, our abiding place, and that we need to be his abode. The Lord seems to be saying, Abide in me so that I may abide in you. That's so sweet. Be my abode so that I may be your abode. Here we have the mingling of God and man for a mutual dwelling place. Have you ever heard anything concerning this? This is so sweet, so precious. Why? Well, because we touch God's desire to have a habitation for himself and for his people, that he may be properly and adequately expressed. This is for God's benefit, not only our benefit. This makes you and I really happy because we enter into God's satisfaction and pleasure. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. We see in chapter 3 that it was our need that was being met. He's the healer. He's God's servant. He's the holy one. He's the righteous one. He's the author of life. He's the prophet. He's the seed. But now in chapter 4, we see that God's need is met. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah for the stone Savior, for God's habitation, for God's desire. Praise Him. Keep diving into the Word of God. Amen.